recording live from Hollywood. We are two Midwestern boys on our own. I'm Trevor Smith. I'm Brad Wenzel. And this is Pod Seeker. Man, recording from two separate places in Hollywood. Two separate places. I, uh, as I was saying it, I was like, last time I said two separate places. Should I redo that? Yeah, uh, pe- but I people, think are, people are through their headsets off their ears, and they were like, these guys breaking, breaking quarantine. <laughs> I'm not listening to, to a Bob Seger podcast now. Now we're, that. we're we're miles apart, uh, but we are we're using the we're doing the Zoom thing. And uh, I'm excited to I'm excited to talk about Bob Seger. I'm excited to talk to anyone about anything. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's nice to hear your voice. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, and, I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Soon as Trevor popped up, I put I put my hand against the screen and I just said, yeah. "Friend, friend." Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mirrored him, and uh, we had a moment. And it was we had good. a moment. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, so this is Pod Seeger. Uh, if it's your first episode, we're both comedians. We're both originally from Michigan, and now we live in Los Angeles, and we like talking about Bob Seeger. That's the show. That's the show. That's you know? it. So if that sounds like something you're into, you're in the right place. If you're into Bob Seeger, you're in the you're in you're in the right place. Or if you're uh, just into two comics passionately talking about. <laughs> A musician they don't know. There's a guy. There was a guy that 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 was into two comics breaking quarantine by doing a podcast together. And now, that, now that's that he, all. Now he that he realizes, for. yeah, uh, another Zoom one. He's looking just. He's just looking for the the rebels, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so so it's not for that guy. But... <laughs> yes, it was a guy. Episode. <laughs> this is a special episode. Uh, this is an album breakdown, and we are doing smoking ops. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I fully threw the ball into Trevor's court on that, and uh, <laughs> he gave me nothing. He, he threw it to me like I had a cue that I was supposed to hit or something, and so that all went through my mind. I was like, "Was I supposed to? Did I have a catchphrase?" This is a conversation. If, if this is your first time listening, I have no catchphrases. <laughs> if you want to say that? Waka, um, waka, yeah, waka. we're doing smoking ops, <laughs> which uh, is super fun. I'm uh, I'm very excited for this uh, album. Mostly covers, uh, as yep. the title would suggest. And uh, I know you always do a lot of research for these album ones, you, and I love hearing it. all the tidbits. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been listening to it for the last like three days, like nonstop, and going down several several YouTube rabbit holes. Uh, what, we, of, what, what we always like to tell the listener whenever we do an album breakdown is we always go, "Hey, turn this off. Go listen to the album." Oh right, yeah. Go listen to Smoke and OPs. If you get back to us, great. If you don't, you're still better off than you were because you invited Smoke and OPs into your life. Right. You know? So uh, go do that. Go check it out because that's what we did. Trevor and I, like you said, we listened to the album and now we're going to talk about it. That's what an album breakdown show is like. I, uh, Yeah, like Trevor said, Smoke and OPs, it's an album of covers, which makes it pretty unique. Um this was interesting as far as if you want to if you want to go seek it out and listen to it it's one of those old Seeger albums that you can't stream it but it is available in other forms it was put out on a cd in 2005 which is mm-hmm. which is rare for Seeger albums of this era 
So you right. can get it on. I th- I think I actually have smoke and OPs on like every conceivable medium. <laughs> like I have it on cassette, vinyl, uh, CD, and you can get it on a. And it's fun to collect because it was on a. Well, we'll get to it, but it was on a, a different label than than Bob Seger is typically oh, right. known for. Yeah. So basically, uh, let's talk about the cover real quick. Uh, the cover is based on the Lucky Strike cigarette pack, and mm-hmm. it, it's a smoking OPs. It's like a Midwest term for smoking other people's cigarettes instead of buying your own. And so that's basically like a, a fun way to be like, this is an album of covers. This is Bob smoking other people's songs. Smoking other people's. And also like kind of like pretty confident, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, not just, I'm not just covering these songs. I'm going to smoke them. Let's smoke them. Uh, I love the cover. I and even without like knowing, um, I think I knew it was the the because we had talked about it before that it was a, like a Lucky Stripes thing or whatever. But not not knowing what that cigarette package looked like, I just like this cover just for the simplicity of it. Um, always just in the in the grand scheme of uh, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the more, more iconic yeah. ones. Um, yeah, it's funny because that. Lucky Strike cigarettes, you don't see that that packaging like in the mm. in your in your day to day life that often, but there's a um, like a magazine like bookstore uh, called the Daily Planet, uh, kind of mm-hmm. between Trevor and I's apartments. Yeah, and if you go in there by the register, they have Lucky Strike cigarettes, and every time I see them, I'm like, oh, smoking OPs. Like it, it looks like. <laughs> Like it doesn't even register as cigarettes at first to me. It looks like a pack of smoking OPs trading cards. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, that album's based on this package of cigarettes. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's a cool it's a cool album even without that reference. It's just a I just like the I like the colors and everything. Which I yeah. guess means I like the colors and everything of, of the cigarette cartons. True, true. Yeah, you really should be giving a nod to the lucky strike yeah. folks. Uh, um, this is interesting. Like we said, it's, it's a kind of a concept album in that it's all like deliberately, like we're going to do all covers called smoke and no peace. It's the fifth studio album by Bob Seger released in 1972. And we're going to talk about where this falls in the Seger timeline real quick, which I always like to do because one of the things we like about Seger is that he was grinded it out for years before he broke nationally so he was like this detroit hero that eventually made it to the to the masses Mm -hmm. uh so this is an interesting album because you can kind of break seager has like 18 19 albums so you can kind (laughs) of break his albums into like little groups and this is a this is a special sort of era of early seager because with it's his fifth album bob seager was on Capitol records his whole career but there was a break where he left Capitol for three albums and then went back. So this album, Smoke and O.P.s, is the, fr- is the first of those three. So basically, Seeger leaves Capitol and then him and his manager start their own r- label in Michigan called Palladium. And they this put was out, the first Palladium. Yeah, Smoke and O.P.s, they put out back in 72 and they put out seven. And then he goes back to Capitol with Beautiful Loser. And this is also coming off of, so he does four albums with Capitol. His fourth album is the uh, Brand New Morning, the, the singer-songwriter No Band album. 
then he leaves capital then he does this okay so that's kind of where and the and the palladium albums are interesting because basically the thing that breaks seeker nationally before all the albums you know which we kind of call the big three before night moves and against the wind and stranger in town the live record that breaks him is live bullet Basically, these three Palladium records that they do in Michigan and Beautiful Looser are basically the framework for Live Bullet. Like, if you look at those four albums, you can take, like, a few songs from each, and that becomes kind of the set list of Live Bullet, which then finally punches him through. So that was just a little, like, context. But I always, like, I always like seeing where sort of where an album fits into the lore of Bob Seger yeah. for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, uh, this is just a, my, my own quote is Palladium rec Palladium. We went back to Capitol. So was the, the release of the, the CD version of this. Did that, was that a different? Nope. That was label? all Capitol. So when, so it got, it came back to Capitol. Yeah. And a lot of times if you see smoking OPs in a record store, it's a Capitol reissue. So when he went back, they re they put out a lot of, a lot of those three albums. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. You'll see copies of seven also that say like Capitol reissue in the corner. That's what yeah. kind of makes them fun to collect is because it's pretty easy to find the capital reissues, but it's a lot tougher to find like the palladium uh, issues. And actually it's funny. Cause I always thought that I wondered if this was kind of a shaky time for Seeger. Cause you know, you leave this huge label and start your own label. That mm-hmm. seems like it might be depending how you look at it, a step forward or a step back, but actually smoking OPs did well enough that uh, like a, a branch of Warner Brothers uh, started, uh, grabbed it and started putting it out. Ah, okay. So you can, like, my copy is a, I have a copy of a Palladium one, but there's also a little Warner Brothers logo in the corner. All right. Okay. So it's a fun, if you collect what I, like I do, it's a fun, like, Easter egg yeah, hunt yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I just think it, the Palladium, like, logo and shit is cool looking and it says like birmingham michigan on it and stuff like that and it's i don't know it's it's a good it's a fun time you know yeah uh this was uh this album was uh recorded and mixed in pompa studios which we've talked about in the past which is a a in warren michigan underneath a bowling alley yeah and it breaks my heart that that bowling alley i would love to visit that someday (laughs) uh these, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's kind of the framework. An interesting thing about this album, so this is pre-Silver Bullet Band, but kind of post-Bob Seger's system. So he's backed on this album by a duo uh, called uh, T-Garden and Van Winkle. And they were, uh, f- they started uh, in Tulsa and then moved to Detroit and became a thing in Detroit. And they had a hit in 1970 called Love God and Rock and Roll. And you, you, can, they, you can tell it was, a, it was an important kind of contribution because Skip Van Winkle played the organ. And the organ is like, I almost think of the organ when I think of this album because the organ's like all over this thing. Right, yeah. Like almost every song is like heavily featuring 
the organ. So that's Van Winkle. And then Teagarden would later be a drummer in the Silver Bullet Band. Oh, okay. So basically, and I can't like, I don't know if this is for sure yet, because sometimes when I'm looking at these early albums, information's like a little contradicting or you don't know like which, whose take is true. Sure, but from yeah. what I gathered, it looks like they were basically the three of them were pe- playing together for about a year. And then they were, uh, neither of them were writing a lot. So when it came to time that they decide they want to do an album they're like let's basically just do a studio album of the live show we've been doing which is why it's like all covers oh, okay so the my, three- assu- my assumption that it, w- it was was uh without hearing that was just that oh if you're starting a record label and you want to get a quick album out like to start get the ball rolling it would be like well let's not wait to write an album let's just do some covers that we do well I think it's that just was, like what they were doing at the time. Like he's right. like, well, I've just yes. been, he's, he's, there was some comment that it was kind of like a, like a jazz thing. Like in the sense that these were just a bunch mm-hmm. of musicians kind of jamming together. And yeah, I mean, they were like, all right, let's just do, let's just do what we've been doing at these shows. You which, know? Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of my uh, assumption whether or not it was right. was just that like, if this was the first album, it's just like, yeah, let's not, Let's just do this right now. What's happening right now? What we're doing? And what's what's always impressive to me about these early albums is how quickly they were made. Uh, this was recorded in two and a half days. That's incredible. Yeah, they just like banged it out, wow. and <laughs> just down in that bowling alley, just like fucking <laughs> do this, you know. Wow. Uh, and another cool thing about this uh, album is like. It's it's the the early albums. This is album five. You can finally start to find some like reviews and stuff because the early albums, it's almost impossible to find like any like journalism about it. You know, right? Uh, this one, I was actually able to find a uh, a review, like a really good review from the Herald Tribune from uh, December nineteen seventy two. Okay. And I'm just going to share, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to share some highlights because I thought, I, I think this review sums up like where Seeger is at in his career, kind of. Okay. Um, it says, it's the legendary heavy music man back on the scene again with his fifth album in as many years and most likely his best. And then it and then it goes on to say how much he likes the cameo Parkway singles, which were like the pre Ramblin' Gamblin' Man. Then he's like, if you're residing on either coast, it's a good bet you haven't heard of this guy and you've been missing a thrill. Hopefully the album will change all that. In the South, Southwest, and all important Midwest, they rank this Detroit boy right up there with Rod Stewart and Joe Cocker, with good reason. Bob has consistently churned out great singles for six years and always put on a great, exciting live show. Seeger is an intense, charismatic performer in person, and the fact that he has never made it big in California or New York is at least as unfortunate for those of us living in those states as it is for Seeger himself. And he is one of the few hard rockers who is totally capable of translating his in-concert excitement from the stage to the vinyl. Oh, that's great, yeah. And it's, uh, it goes on to say, his If I Were a Carpenter was a pretty big hit last summer, for instance, and that's a pretty hard song to breathe new life into. It's been done so many times already. 
and worth the entire price of admission. However, it's a version of heavy music that sounds very close to the original version of six years ago. But again, referencing the Cameo Parkway thing. Uh, the song is a prime example of an anthem about Detroit's heavy rock and roll music. It's about time that Bob Seger achieved the recognition that his talents and his six years of sweat and poverty have earned him. There is no excuse for you not to have this album in your collection. No excuses at all. Case dismissed. Harold Tribune. That's great. I, it would have been so funny if it ended with like one out of ten stars or something. <laughs> he just, hates it. Just like <laughs> Swing and a miss from Detroit's <laughs> beloved rock and roll rock and roll man he deserves all the success in the world uh this didn't do it for me though uh, <laughs> despite but, uh but i love it it's the best it's the best it's ever been despite everything he put into it i'll have to pass uh, <laughs> uh no, no that is pretty, a great review pretty though. glowing review and uh the and it's kind of funny that it's like it specifically says like for six years this guy's been grinding and not getting what he deserves this will finally yeah. fix it and it's like it definitely doesn't fix it for like three more <laughs> albums, right? And I think that's like a common th- theme for people who did like Seeger was that they're like this should this should like this should be more popular, you know? I can see at a certain point if you're someone that's been in his corner and you're reviewing uh, music for a while, uh, you sort of get that like boy who cried wolf thing where you're just like this this is. I to- I said it first. This guy right here in this album uh-huh. is gonna blow up, and then <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't, and then by the seventh, eighth one, you you're just crazy. like, "This is gonna do it though." <laughs> and then when it happens, you know, and then yeah, th- yeah like live bullies, like live bullet had to be so vindicating for so many. <laughs> yeah, th- it would be funny if like that's the one that the the journalists like sit out. They're like, you know what? I've written so many good reviews about the guy. I'm not gonna do it because yeah. what am I gonna say that he's gonna break? That he's going to break nationally. I love the idea of the guy who turns on him at Live Bullet. He's like, (laughs) all right, this motherfucker's recording heavy music again. I think we've had enough. The third time, I think we're done. I think this guy's done. And then they like, (laughs) oh, Live Bullet review is just like, okay, I was wrong. (laughs) I thought this guy was going to blow up for eight albums now. (laughs) Didn't happen. Sue me. yeah but or or whatever the al- the album uh beautiful loser was the one right before yeah <laughs> live bullet and that became kind of a hit after live bullet like people circled back and it went platinum right and it's kind of funny that it, by that point people are just like am i crazy why doesn't anyone else like this i like it so much <laughs> I yeah. work so hard at my music critic job. I think I have good taste. I think I have an ear for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's but, basically uh, all the background I have on uh, on Seeger. So I like to go deep, man. I know it's it's not always super comedy driven, but I just go down these wormholes, and I'm like, I gotta yeah. tell I gotta tell Trevor this. I, gotta <laughs> I love that review. Uh, where did you find that review? It was like on a really bizarre. <laughs> It was, I might get the name wrong, but I believe it was called like super70s.com. Like I was just, <laughs> they just, Googling they just like, have old, yeah. yeah, like all kinds of random stuff. And I was, it was on like a very old web page. And I was just Googling like smoking LPs in like variations of that. And yeah. then I just came across this and I was like, oh, this is cool to see somebody's kind of like take from the time. 
And I also yeah. came across a page uh, out of a Rolling like there was Rolling Stone did a book basically of like all their music reviews. And there mm-hmm. was, I came across like a little chart that had all of Seeger's uh, album oh, okay. reviews and it didn't have a write-up for each one, but it did have a star rating. And like all mm. his early stuff has three stars basically from Rolling okay. Stone. Um, I see. And then, it, and then the more popular albums, it's always like four, four and a half and shit like, or yeah, I think they only go up to four. So it's a gotcha. lot of like three and a half, four in, in that range. Okay. But yeah, should we get should we let's get into it? Get into it. Uh, let's go track track one. You're putting the needle down. Here it comes. Organ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this song, this album's yeah. all organ. Uh so uh, the first song the first song is actually two songs that he merged yeah. into one. It's uh Bo Diddley and Who Do You Love by the artist Bo Diddley. It's kind of I don't I don't know how to phrase that. The song is the name of the guy. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So yeah. Bo Diddley, he was a you know a pioneer in transitioning blues to rock and roll. And like, if you go back and listen to it, you know all those songs. And even if you don't know them from him, you're like, oh, these are like kind of iconic. Oh, absolutely. Know. I mean, yeah, how many versions of Who Do You legend. Love have yeah. you heard? You know, uh, right. And so Seeger covers uh, both. Like I said, the organ kind of gives it its own feel. For me, it's impossible to not compare some of these songs to the live vol- bullet version. Yeah. Because I, uh, I love the live bullet version of Bo Diddley. Uh, it's yeah. like one of my favorite tracks on that album. Uh, I found that the, for me, the, uh, the Smokin' O.P.'s version is good, but it's, like, it's a little more cinematic. Like, to me, uh, the Smokin' O.P.'s version is car chase music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean that that was I, that was my takeaway. Yeah, I mean it is it is that was that was one thing that I was gonna say too. It's so hard to top the live bullet version of yeah. of this song because the energy is just unreal. Yeah, uh, it's like it's, the tempo it, is up just like a little bit, and the yeah, brass and the brass yeah. section is just like gives it another yeah. like little push. It also and, uh, just does seem like even if I didn't, even if I was just hearing his cover studio it would seem like a fun song to do live or to hear yeah. live. It's, so, like, I think there's that, too. It speaks to the um, the power of the Silver Bullet band, you know? Like, it makes right. sense that that is what kind of pushed him over the top. Because, like, yeah. we, I mean, that says it all. We listen to a song, we go, that's really good. And then you throw that backing band on it on top oh, of yeah. it, and you do it live, and you're like, well, that's undeniable. That is- <laughs> yeah fucking yeah. awesome you know uh, uh so yeah any any other thoughts on Bo Diddley uh no other than yeah that was the thing it's just that it's one of the best tracks on Live Bullet and it's so it's it's hard to uh to not consider that in this and uh the original's fun too I mean I like it is it's fun yeah what um uh Bob's uh vocals you know but yeah uh and that's one of the things that's so cool about this album is it's like it's young Seeger and he's just you know he's trying to smoke these OPs so he's singing like the shit out of these you know like he's trying to go hard and Uh it's funny like if you listen to Seeger over time it feels like he just gets like like he gets like more control over his own 
instrument, you know, yeah. and it feels like by smoking OPs, it's starting to get like he's starting to really get it real dialed in. It feels oh, like for sure. and then, he's like and the it, best it, version. It always gets voice, better yeah. and better at, with each album. But sure. But compared to the early, early ones where some, it's a little more all over the place. Where like you're like, oh, that sounds like it could have been maybe on a later one. But this song yeah. doesn't or something where. Yeah. And then track two, the very, you know, recognizable uh, Love the One You're With by Stephen Stills. Uh, and it, th- to me, this this feels uh, a lot like the original. Like, it's not, uh, there's not a huge, like, There's swing. not that much Seeger to it either. It's like, it doesn't feel the, as much. The He's left his stain on so many. Yeah, it's a lot of the backup singers. It feels familiar. So, but because it doesn't, I don't know, like, Seeger doesn't, he's not, like, uh, dominating the vocal range because of all the, it's just not the song, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think for that reason, it's one of the, of the whole track list, maybe one of the weaker ones on this album. Great song, just in yeah. terms of, like, Seeger. Uh, yeah, it's, you know. Trevor wants more Seeger. I... That's me, you know. I want more Seeger. I'm listening to the level one you're with. I'm like, where's the Se-? I mean, there's a little Seeger. It fits. Um, um, I agree with what you said. I think it fits the um, the sort of the concept though. Like with it being an album of covers, it's like, oh, it makes sense that the second track is like this super to this day popular song, yeah. and it's here's Seeger doing it. You know, it feels like the Seeger version of this song should have been like, if you can't be with the one you love, you should just maybe think about all the good times and reminisce about all the good times you had with the one you <laughs> like I, yeah this he changed just sit in that to make it a little more uh, seagery yeah <laughs> if you can't be with the one you love hey i'm all right i'm here why don't you take a <laughs> shot at this you know remember i know, remember I know i'm you not were? your first remember choice. when you were with the one you love you know yeah <laughs> but i'm here right now so i'm just saying why don't we give this a go <laughs> just, that's the, just that's like don't just don't punch me in the face that's the <laughs> instead of love the one you're with just, uh, uh track three uh is if i were a carpenter by tim harden and this has been covered by tons of people and this is i'm excited to talk about this song because it's been covered so many times and it can you can do it in like seemingly any genre and it kind of works for some reason like the original tim harden version is i'd almost say like folky like kind of mellow rock folky and then the four tops do it and they don't really change anything it's just we're the four tops singing it you know so it's like got this motown song but they don't really change like there's not like tons of changes to it uh bobby darren's version is also like not a far cry from the original and then Johnny Cash and June Carter's duet, it's like a country version of it. Yeah. Which is yeah. has its own. You're like, oh, this is now it's a country song. But Seeger's version is truly my favorite version. Me of too. The and song. I've, I've, I went down such, I, I listened to so many covers on Memorial Day uh, of this <laughs> song in particular because I was kind of like, is it weird that I like, am I being biased that I like? Yes, version I, the I did the same thing. And then, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm just like, cause I like Bobby Darren. I like, I like, John, you know, I'm, yeah. I, 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 I thought Plant for a, sure. A version. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure when I got to the four tops, I'm like, this is a top 10 hit for them. This is definitely going to be the one 
that I like more. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. nah, I still like Seegers more. It's you crazy know? to me because like you said, you can, you get so many people have done this, whether or not they've released it as a single, they've maybe just, you could find on YouTube, just like a live version of someone doing it or something. Yeah. And, uh, it was comical. so many people have done this, uh, song and it's, and I still, I'm like, I like Bob's version the, the most. Yeah. yeah. And He's I so like his vocals, like bring so much to, to the song. And I, I think other people have made this point, but it's like him covering this song you can see he it's especially uh with an early album like this whenever seeger gets a hold of that mid-tempo thing which he crushes and this is an example of that like he finds like kind of a mid-tempo song yeah. and he's just like oh i'm just gonna crush this and then what makes the song for me is seeger it's a lucky it's kind of a perfect storm to me because mm -hmm. you have Seeger uh being like oh i happen to crush mid-tempo songs and then you have on the organ um uh van winkles just like well what about this shit and the organ is what puts it over the top on that song yeah because that's what makes it a different song everyone else's version to me sounds pretty much the same as the original whereas the the kind of the yeah, even flare. if it's a different genre, it yeah, feels it's similar. Like there's a, the same I forget beats, the name. There's know? a reggae version that was really good too. Or, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. There's something that's that, that is bam, it. Bam, bam. Like that's the that's what makes it. You couple yeah. that with Seeger's voice, and you're like, oh shit. So I totally get why this was the single off the album too. This reached number seventy six on the Billboard Hot one hundred. But I think it should have been higher, and it's probably because it was on a small label. Uh, but it's like, no, dude, a, a bunch of people had, like, top ten hits with this, and Seeger's is the best, you know? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I love Seeger's version of this. And it's weird because I thought I was kind of going. It's, I was like, I get it. You do a Bob Seeger podcast. You like Bob Seeger. But like, <laughs> so many people have done this cover, and you love listening to covers. Yeah. You're going to find one that you're like, I was like, I think Bob, I think Bob is back. It it really is, and it and it stands the test of time. Like whenever, like ninety four seven, the Detroit station does like twenty four hours of Seeger. One of mm -hmm. the like old early Seeger songs they throw in that mix is "If I Were a Carpenter" because it's it's that good. Like it's yeah, you can and throw it on the like, radio. It's a it's it you know credit to uh Tim Harden and the songwriting that to make a song so uh like beloved by some like across music yeah it was funny to me to hear how many different genres and voices saying the phrase would you have my baby because it's a <laughs> fucking crazy thing to say yeah, yeah like i know like people used to just say that like lovingly yeah. but it's it's such a crazy phrased thing yeah, yeah. would you have my baby is never not an insane thing to say to someone. <laughs> and it's funny to like, let's hear Bob Seger say it. Let's hear the four tops say it. Let's hear Johnny Cash very as a very distinct voice. Let's hear that guy say it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it tickled me to be like, oh, we should just make, we should have just made a super cut of all these artists <laughs> saying, would you have my baby? Would you my baby? <laughs> it's a yeah. ridiculous phrase. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a, uh... It, it's a great song and it's a it's a it's a great cover i think he knocked it out of the park yeah. if we haven't convinced you now 
by now to check out smoking ops i mean come on you got you gotta go look this up uh track four hummingbird by leon russell uh I've uh, I jotted down Seeger's version kind of it kind of sneaks up on you it kind of builds you know uh, the original version starts with like music and Seeger's doesn't yeah. he kind of it starts Seger's, like just yeah, the like vocal acapella yeah uh, but yeah I and that's the thing is I because I listened to the whole album so many times <laughs> getting ready yeah. for this I would kind of hummingbird would kind of slip by me but yeah. then the more the more attention I gave it as time went on i was like if you kind of put it in its own bubble and appreciate it it almost gets out shined by the other songs and if you put yeah. humming his version of hummingbird in its bu- in a bubble you're like oh this is like actually re- this is really good too i just tend to gloss over it a little it gets lost in the shuffle for me yeah for me it's it's i i i really like it's one of my favorites on smoking old piece um but i i also uh which i i was unfamiliar with the uh original uh but uh i mean liam russell's vocals are uh also incredible like they're just yeah. they're oh yeah i, I, I really, really like i the really original. like his voice in the original uh nothing against bob's version because like i said it's also w- probably i don't know one of my top three songs on smoke and lps for me uh but i i love the original version of this too he 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 smoked the op but we gotta he we gotta give it. credit where credit's due yeah. you know um, uh yeah. track five uh letter rock by chuck berry uh this is another one that like the uh live bullet version is is hard it's hard not to compare uh yeah. but it became this became like basically a staple of seeger's live show was this yeah. cover of of let it rock the thing i like about this is like very Seeger fan heavy, but the thing I like about the Smoke and OP's version of Let It Rock is it sounds so much like um two albums later uh when he does Get Out of Denver. It sounds so much oh, like Get yeah. Out of Denver. And it's Get Out of Denver, he was very open that he was that Seeger writing a Chuck a, a song in the style of Chuck Berry. Right. So it only makes sense that his you know, smoking up his version of Chuck Berry would would remind yeah. you of so, Chuck yeah. Berry. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So if you listen to Let It Rock on Smoking Ops and Get Out of Denver on Seven, you're like, oh yeah, this is like if you channel Chuck Berry through Bob Seger, this is what com- this is consistently what it comes out as. Right, and I and yeah, I love yeah. it. I love Get Out of Denver. Mm-hmm. That get I mean Get Out of Denver is one of those songs where that's a that's a situation where that is on live bullet and stuff but i love the studio version more and oh, it's yeah. hard and it's harder to access and it drives me crazy because i love yeah you know and i think you had sent me that the isolated vocals of get out oh of yeah he, where he sings it like in one take <laughs> yeah <It's> fucking insane <laughs> it's so good yeah if you ever get the chance go on youtube type in like get out of Denver isolated vocals and just watch that video and you'll be blown away by how good of a singer uh, Bob Seger is. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great cover. Great song. Seger. (laughs) Yeah. Seger. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And I mean, there's, yeah, Chuck Berry, similar to, uh, uh, the, the, 
Bo Diddley like to start. It's just like uh, one, it's a good you know start to the side, uh, but also just that energy in in both those track. Uh, 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 what was I trying to say? Both the first songs on each side. Yeah, I they have uh, like a certain like they they they. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> yeah, you're in. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, edit, edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> Where sometimes we just struggle to find like a conversational way to be like this. This fucking rocks. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, we like, like every every take. It's just like you know, and I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I like <laughs> Bob Seger. You know, we talk. We've talked about this in the past, like all the time on the show. Just how we wish a a lot of Seeger's early stuff we wish you could stream just to have access to listen to it in the car and wherever you know and share it with people and when you listen to Smoke and OPs that that kind of comes up a lot because like I said it brings to mind Get Out of Denver and how I wish I could stream that uh uh if I were a carpenter I wish I could stream that and what's interesting is Capital put out smoke and OPs on CD in 2005 because fans kept kind of asking for early Seeger. So they, they listened and I don't know if that has played any role in why that album isn't streaming. Cause it seems like they had enough, uh, were comfortable enough with it in 05 to put it out on CD. It's, it's just strange to me that it's not on streaming. Yeah in 2020 you know yeah i I don't know why because it would be it would be because especially uh songs that have been covered a lot uh like uh the chuck bears about diddley or the if i were a carpenter it'd be good to have those on spotify because then you might have non-seeker people stumble upon it yeah via typing in the title not necessarily looking for him being like this is great you know bob seeker did a cover like yeah uh it should be you know We've heard Seeger say in interviews, you know, if there's some of his early stuff that he's not liked for a very long time. So that's why it just seems odd. That's something that like he was comfortable with in 05, you know, like he, that seems like that should be cool to put out on streaming today. You would think. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Or even if they, he, he put out that early Seeger compilation CD and it's like, even just put that on streaming you know even even just something you know but uh but who knows who knows that's we're only left to speculate and uh and wait for the day that some more seeger gets put out yeah um next track track six turn on your love light by bobby blue band this this is a this is a tough one to to smoke because it's such like a classic song yeah uh and i like that um it does have it does feel like a different like a different song it feels like it changes genres kind of because the replacing the brass section with with the organ it 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 leans more rock and it's a little bit like grittier but still like really upbeat and light and it's yeah it's a and i really enjoyed it it's just like i think it's really tough to to follow the original with this one it's a yeah. it's just they're they're both really good yeah yeah no, I I agree. It's a good song. I think uh, amongst the other covers on here, it's uh yeah, it's not. It's just a uh, um, it's good, but mm-hmm. yeah, I not I don't uh, um, I guess have much more about that. <laughs> nah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. 
track seven uh jesse james this is like a old folk song with no you know artist attached to it and it's been covered by like like everyone you can think of um yeah and i really uh i really like seeger's version of it i think it I think it suits it fits, him. It fits you know? Seeger very well. I was just gonna say because yeah, like I like I know the yeah. yeah there's a lot of uh, more famous versions. I feel like of this song, mm. uh, but uh, but something about the storytelling aspect of the song so that fits Seeger so well. Yeah, I think it it feels like a song Seeger would cover or put on an album like today. Like I, I, it just has that vibe of like, there's something about him that you're like, this makes sense. This seems like yeah. a song Bob Seger would pick to do. Um, yeah. and I also like that it's like kind of this old, you know, standard. And, uh, but then when you, when you Oregon, you throw an Oregon and you throw in Seeger and you kind of Seegerfy it. Uh, it's yeah. very, very funny to me that they took a phrase as dark as six feet under the ground and like James Brown it. They like <laughs> say it like over and over. They're like six feet under the ground. <laughs> and uh, they keep saying it over. You keep singing it over and over. I'm like, that's such a funny phrase to like, like kind of the Eddie Murphy bit, you know, like hot tub, yeah. but just six feet under the ground is just like, <laughs> they just got really funky with it. <laughs> and I really like that. And I think if you listen to Smoke and OPs, you should wait. You should listen for that because I think it'll bring you joy uh, to listen yeah. to the point in Jesse James where they uh, get really funky with the phrase six feet under the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's cool. And it's also cool to see him. I feel like this and, you know, the the Tim Harden one more see you're doing more like folk songs is mm -hmm. interesting in its own because it doesn't. I don't, you don't typically think that when you think Bob Seger. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, you know, but then doing a, a song like, like Jesse James, which is sort of like, uh, 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 what was the line in inside Lewin Davis when he's describing folk music and he was like, it was, <laughs> this song was, this song was never, never new and it'll never get old. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fits. Um, yeah. So that, is all of the covers and then there's two Seeger originals on this album. Uh track eight is the Seeger original Someday. Uh this this is very like it's a departure from the rest of the album because it's not a cover, but it also mm -hmm. like there's there's like no organ. Like it feels like like just a totally different vibe mm -hmm. of a of a song. And uh the the content of it i like this song it makes you wonder how autobiographical it is because seeger kind of goes kind of flip-flops where sometimes he says it's autobiographical and sometimes he's like no not at all like right uh people think beautiful losers autobiographical but he said like no that that really wasn't you know yeah so i don't know how he feels about this song i kind of hope it is because then it's kind of cool because it's a song about like basically hoping you make it and right. then he did later so that's kind of cool you know yeah yeah uh <laughs> no i i also i i like this song uh a lot it's it's uh i i was like i will say before i like started uh for this episode like re-listening to smoking ops a lot i had kind of forgotten about that song entirely yeah uh so it was um 
where I kind of knew the track list from Smoke and Opie's, but I, I had forgotten about Someday. Uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed kind of uh, listening to it the last couple of days. I like it. It kind of feels like a bonus that it's like you have these, all these covers, and then at the end of the album, you have these two like kind of bonuses of like, and here's some Seeger originals. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes, I don't know, it just may, it's kind of like cherry on top of like, here I have this like kind of strong concept and then I'm also going to throw in a couple of my right. own at the end to round it out. And then yeah, the final... I think that's the other reason. Yeah, it's that it slips slipped my mind is that, yeah, it's just it feels like a bonus, like a, a um, track. Uh, the final track is another Seeger original, Heavy Music. So like that review referenced it, uh, it what, Heavy Music was uh, one of Seeger's pre his first album pre rambling gambled man he had those singles that were very popular heavy music was one of them with a with different you know backing band uh was a big hit in detroit and then he basically brings that song back here to be i i'm guessing the thinking is like well that's not on an album anywhere and those singles aren't easy to come by anymore so let's put it on an album i'm assuming is the thinking and there's so basically there's there's three versions I would say of heavy music. There's the the Parkway single which you can stream. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's the Smoke and OPs version, and then there's the Live Bullet version. Mm-hmm. And I love every version of this song. I don't think yeah. you can get it wrong. <laughs> it's just like yeah. the bass is yeah. so fun, and. That's really all I have to say, but I mean, kind of like what I mean. I thought that review sort of hit it perfectly. How excited he was to hear the song again, (laughs) or have (laughs) it released again uh, on another thing. And it is like I heavy music is uh, like quintessential like Bob to me. So absolutely, I love this song, and I never, I'm never not into it. Yeah, Uh, whatever, whichever, whichever uh, of the versions it is, you know. I think I think Live Boy might be my favorite of the three, but I love all three. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's just it's Seeger. So yeah, basically, if hopefully you maybe you went back and listened to it, and then listened to this and got to hear our goofy takes, or if nothing else, like go check out Smoking OPs because it's a good Seeger album. Yeah, go check it out, and uh, if especially with these early ones, I always feel like if there is anyone listening that lived through it or had some sort of other insight into this album, we'd love to hear about it. And it's like. another thing speaking to like why i think it should be more like streaming and stuff is because like people definitely remember this one because i remember i was in the green room at comedy and magic club one time and seeger came up Mm -hmm. and uh alan havey uh i'm sure the statue of limitations on this is fine but alan havey's comedian who's who's had a great career and has been around a long time Mm -hmm. and he was just like Oh, you know, smoking OPs? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I, I like stole that from like a store. <laughs> <laughs> so like he he wanted it bad enough to steal it, you know. So <laughs> just bleep out his name in the in the oh yeah yeah release. <laughs> I have to I have to shoot him a message and be like, <laughs> hope I didn't it. hope I didn't get you in trouble you in. with yeah. that with that four dollar record. I hope I yeah I hope I wasn't your Robert Ford and uh, <laughs> ruined your set you up um, um but, but yeah that's the show hey if you made it this far uh if you want to give us five stars that just helps introduce the show show to new people why yeah. not 
Uh, like Trevor said, if you have any thoughts, feelings, stories about smoking OPs or anything else Seeger related, you can email us at podseeger at gmail.com. Yeah, we're all, we're all stuck at home. We're all sitting at home. Talk yeah, to us. We'd love to, we'd love to hear anything, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, and just uh, tweet at us whenever you hear see your song in the wild, which is really not, it's just going to be at your house right yeah, now. Yeah, basically. Uh, but and, uh, pod C, at Pod Seeger on Instagram. And yeah. yeah, you can, and I'm, we're on the stuff at Brad Wenzel. And at Hey Trevor Smith. And, and yeah. uh, oh, one other thing I will mention just for Seeger people, I've been doing these quarantine drawings. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I did do a Bob Seeger one, and I have some prints of it available. You do have so prints it, of that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I want. I want so, one. Oh, I was. I, yeah. No, I, I have one with your name on it, literally. But uh. Oh shit! Cool. Uh, this so, is breaking um, news. This is breaking on the pod. I oh yeah, like, yeah. So all see? my all my Instagram like uh, art that I've done, I I have in these twelve by twelve uh, prints, and uh, yeah, I, I have if the Seeger. You, if you ones. don't know Seeger, or if you don't know Trevor, does great artwork. And he does like these cool, like, what do you, is it caricature? The caricatures, right word? Yeah. yeah. Caricatures yeah. of like all kinds of pop culture things and mu- musicians yeah, do, and all kinds either of Either TV stuff. movies or musicians. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot. And Seeger is one of the, one of the earlier ones I did. And uh, it's one of my favorites, mostly because, and I've told Brad this before, I, as long, <laughs> long as I've been drawing caricatures, like I've been trying to draw a Bob Seeger for like years. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, certain people will give me difficulty, and I've oh, and it's like it's not for a lack of trying because I would always be like, "Today's the day I'm going to draw Seeger." And then I think just because I've been drawing more, I've gotten more in rhythm, and it was like first try, sort of effortless thing in this sort of quarantine motion of drawing that I've been in. So I'm really happy with it. So I do a prints, and you can see it on my Instagram uh, there. If yeah, you, and and, and I, it was on Pod Seeger. So yeah. yeah. They're great. And I, when I saw Trevor had printed some to like selling stuff, I was like, oh, I want one, but I don't think, I don't think he did Seeger, which is the one I want. And so oh, I'm yeah. very excited. No, I have them all. Yeah. And I think anyone listening to this show would be, <laughs> would yeah. be into that one. You so know? if you want to print, just shoot me a DM and uh, we'll figure that out. Cool. Well, I think that's the show, man. Cool. Happy, well, uh, happy Bob Seeger day. Happy Bob Seeger day. Bye.